This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone and welcome to an interdimensional episode of Zing This. You got me, C-130 Zinger, joined by a very awesome guest host. Oh, hello. I'm Brandon Cruz from Interdimensional RSS, some <laughs> Rick and Morty podcast that exists out there. Yes, um, he is joining us this week. As everyone knows, Ellie is going to be gone for a few weeks, but she'll be back. But um, I, I, I got a chance to talk about Rick and Morty finally, so that's exciting, and I do... <laughs> I, I knew exactly who I wanted to join me to discuss this, so it's awesome that, that we're able to sync up our dimensions to be able to do this episode. Yes, this is so it's so great it's so great to be here and to be able to talk about Rick and Morty. Uh, so I, I I don't think I ever caught the reason why Ellie isn't uh, why she's not all in this Rick and Morty. She watches it. She understands it enough that I did get a few Rick and Morty related gifts for uh-huh. the holidays. She's just not a super fan of it to the extent that she would be feel like she could discuss it in an episode. I gotcha. so that's it, so that's kind of why she she likes the show, but it's not something she's like die hard, you know, would talk about. She's like, eh, I, I like that Joker, and eh, it's okay. Yeah, or she's like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it because it's yeah. there, but I'll watch uh, it because you're watching it right now, and I don't feel like getting off the couch. <laughs> uh, I, I know that's right. That's how my I you know I like The Office mm-hmm. and I like com- Community or not Community um, uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, but but I was never I was I was never a diehard fan of those, unfortunately. But my wife watches them, so every once in a while I'll be like, oh, this is interesting. I like this episode. I, but, I I'm, I'm that way with Parks and Rec. I actually watched all The Office, and it was weird because I got to the end of the series, and then when I don't need to watch any more of this, I'm. It, it's kind of I, I I got it. It's it's over. It's done. It's just it's just like Lost. One yeah. one and done. Yep, that's all I needed from it. Um, <laughs> but no, we're 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 here to talk about Rick and Morty. And ironically, we normally wouldn't probably have a news section when Ellie isn't here. But there is actual Rick and Morty news to discuss this week. And for better or for worse, I I don't know. I don't have my finger that close to the pulse sometimes on stuff. But apparently, Dan Harmon has implied that Adult Swim has not yet renewed them or, you know, ordered new episodes from them yet. That is, that is absolutely accurate. Yeah, so so what happened was last week, the 16th of March or so, Dan Harmon, he, he responded to somebody on Twitter, a DJ Wise Pariah. Uh, DJ Wise Pariah just said, quit wasting time and go finish the next Rick and Morty season, you lazy alcoholic. <laughs> and then, so so Harmon responded, I hear you, tough spot. On one hand, it can be challenging, especially with cri- crippling lazy alcoholism, to write a show that hasn't been ordered by a network. On the other hand, the thought that fans like you pay the price, I mean, I'm going to grab a drink. Uh, so so that's that's the tweet that, that kick-started a, a lot of kind of doom and gloom for the, oh no, the, the, the series isn't picked up, and... Or some fans out there, if you browse the Rick and Morty subreddit, are like, it's been canceled. It's been canceled outright. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Roiland threw threw this out there. He said, for everyone ter- telling me to get back to work on Rick and Morty season four, turn your attention to Turner. I'm waiting around just like you. 
He's just like he's just like one of us, except he's making some cool video games in the meantime. At Squatch <laughs> Games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, you know the I know that the the writers, people who work on that show, they want to get back into it. Uh, but I think there's a lot to consider, I guess, for the network negotiations and contracts to make money yeah. <laughs> for for this for this huge show. Well, I was going to say, what was your take on it? But you actually just answered that. I was going to say, is this just a ton of people sitting on their hands waiting for a deal to be signed? Or is there more behind the scenes stuff possibly? But it sounds like everyone wants to do it. It's just, I guess everyone needs to get on the same page to do it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would think that, you know, uh, Adult Swim, they want their money. Mm -hmm. They want, they, they want to, you know, bank up some more merchandise with those Funko Pops and, and this uh, uh, McFarland Toys, Anthony Myers Johnson, that I have sitting next to me, they they, they want they don't want all this merchandising <laughs> stuff. I, they don't I don't think they want to want to stop it. But what this means for the fans really is it'll be back. It's just going to be back a lot further now. Like yeah. my my best guesstimate is at least late 2019. Oh, so you're thinking that far? Oh, yeah, it does take 12ish months to do an animated series. Yeah, episode, and, le- so. and let me tell you, running a, a podcast dedicated to a show that's not going to be back for another year and a half at the least, uh, you know, got to do some creative um, <laughs> creative episode making. And you guys have been going back through, because you started this um, at the end of season two, if I remember correctly, or or near, near the beginning of season three. Yeah, so <laughs> what the, the story behind that is, like, we, we started... Um, so I got Travis, my co-host, into Rick and Morty. Uh, I watched I watched at like the tail end of season one, and then season two came out, and I kept telling him like, "You have to watch this. You have to watch the show." You know, yeah. uh, proselytizing to everyone, telling them to, to watch it. And around January or February of, of 2017, last year, he's like, "You know what? We should do. We should do a Rick and Morty podcast." And before uh, leading up to, to season three, or or because season three can start, this is back in January, February, like it could start any time now. And so we, to, to get into iTunes and just start getting in a rotation of, of making content, we were like, we don't know when the show's going to come out, but let's go ahead and get started and have something before this, this, the season starts. And okay, well, January, February, that led into March. Then April rolled around the April Fool's Day episode came out and everything exploded and we're like, oh, cool. Ah, ah, season three is going to be here now. And then nope. we waited until like, <laughs> like, shoot, right? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I was I was just thinking about that earlier today. I was like, it's been almost a year since episode, I mean, since season three started because it started on April Fool's Day. Because I remember like I, I was coming home from something and I was seeing like a ton of tweets or something. So I checked online and I was like, oh my gosh, you're joking. It's 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 up right now. This is real. And I messaged one of my friends about it, the one one me me and him sort of kinda got each other into this show. And he was like, Oh haha, very funny. And I'm like, No, dude, I'm serious. It's 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 <laughs> it's happening <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was hiking to the top of a mountain in Hawaii. Uh, and so I didn't have I didn't have cell service that day, uh, for for most part. And as soon as I I got down the the mountain and my my cell phone kicked back on. It just like voot, 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 all these messages from Travis going, "Where the hell are you, man? Where? <laughs> See, season three started." Uh, um, 
so yeah, like that that was that was good enough to uh, maintain excitement, I think, for for the few extra months we had to wait till season three proper started. Yeah, but no, um. Yeah, like, like I said, I just wanted to get a chance to talk about this, and we kind of already went over how we got introduced to the shows, which is something I wanted to kind of ask you about because yeah. I don't. I think you guys have touched on it in your episodes from your show, but I don't think I've ever heard a direct like. Here's the story of how I got into Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. I that's that's a it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty innocent story. You know, <laughs> lots lots of alcohol. Uh, innocent alcohol, of course. That's the only the only yes. time I drink. Uh, I was me and my buddy were living in a dorm out in Seoul, and um, we would we'd play League of Legends a lot, or we'd play other random games on Steam, and just and just drink all night. And well, he was like, we we're in separate dorm rooms, so we we'd play even though like we were maybe a stone's throw away from each other, we would just play online <laughs> in in our own separate rooms, yeah. you know. I don't want to actually see him. <laughs> uh, and and so we'd, we'd be playing. We'd be laughing in between rounds of, of League of Legends. And he'd send me clips of this this show. And it would be it would be Rick and Morty. Everything from the Interdimensional Cable episode, Ricksty Minutes, of Antimize Johnson. Or, uh, you know, Strawberry Smiggles. Or, <laughs> or Zorfield. And, and it would just be cracking up. And so... I. I just like, oh, you know what? Let me let me actually watch. Let me actually watch the show. And uh, I ended up watching. I apologize. I ended up watching off of YouTube. <laughs> and shame, shame, shame. And it, it just stuck. And I bought the I bought the Blu-ray for it. Maybe you know, you know a month later because I just wanted to support the hell out of out of the show and, and its creators. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's not really that interesting a story. I was just getting drunk a lot playing video games, and, <laughs> and I think that's how this, this show got a lot of people to come to it. To be honest, yeah. It, uh, what, what's what's your what's your take? Mine, I I honestly I do, I know I did not watch episode one when it came on. I can say that, but I know I got into it very shortly after that because one of my friends was like, "Dude, you got to check out the show. You got to check it out." And I kind of rolled my eyes because there's been other stuff he's shown me. Like he—he's one of those people who I can sit there and will just show me stuff on YouTube, and it will turn into like two hours have gone by, and I'm like, "What happened? Where where are we?" So it was one <laughs> of those things I was like a little hesitant on. And he's like, "Oh, what's from Justin Rowland, Dan Harmon?" And I'm like, "Oh, I, I like Community." So I was like, I'll, "I'll give it a try," and I watched. And I'm like, "I'm like, oh my god, it's just drunk Doc Brown." <laughs> it's just a drunk lunatic Doc Brown, and I'm thinking about it, and I think the first episode I watched was Anatomy Park. Okay, yeah. I, I was yeah. like going over it in my head, and I'm like, which one was that? I was like, I think it was Anatomy Park, because I remember John Oliver being on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's John Oliver. What what's he doing on this show? That must be decent then. So, yeah, yeah. So that so that kind of got me into it, and ever since then I've been hooked on like just the appeal of the show, and just it's and I am blown away at the culture and the community that's grown up around it yeah it's 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 one of the i've talked to uh, a few of the folks from the show Mm -hmm. because i had i had like ryan ridley on uh who's one of the head writers and and he was well i asked him about just where the show started and where where it went as far as popularity levels go and he he brought up a little story about like going to the first comic con and maybe there was just a handful of people uh, in San Diego, and they're like, "No, it's going to be a good show. Trust us. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's going to be funny." To 
season leading into season three where they're just a massive amount of people uh you know in a in a stadium watching the second episode of season three you know mm-hmm. and and that's that's crazy to me crazy to me and uh when when i first started watching it i i thought the show had been out for a couple years actually oh <laughs> uh so i i didn't actually realize that i was so close to the beginning of of the this, the show i was like oh this is like a uh, venture brothers it's been out a long time but you know it just happens to be a new season right now yeah and venture brothers does seem like a show that i think even in its second season it seemed like it had been on for a long time because they take forever to do their episodes and yeah they're, they're very very weirdly done but no this this this, this show um I'll, I'll tell you what like i mean like i said i was, I was into this show from the start but interdimensional cable like locked me in as like oh my gosh this is something amazing because that's kind of like it was always so referential to that um and also the um the m night Shyamalan one i can't remember the actual name of the episode yeah shame aliens yes because um because what what me and my buddies would do is we'd be sitting there and every now and then we'd just be like my man (laughs) <laughs> and just yes. yes yeah we we would seriously just just randomly just do that out of nowhere we'd be sitting around and like di- we, we'd be down the hall from each other at work and you just hear a snap my man <laughs> so it, it's one of those things like, like it caught on and it was funny because people would get it after a while too they, they'd be like oh you guys are quoting rick and morty and it's like yeah so it was cool because it kept growing more in the culture of, you know, people, I get millennial age people or, you know, people who are into comics and, and TV shows and all that stuff. Yeah. What, what do you, for, for you, what, what was it about the show that really draw drew you in? Um, alcoholic doc Brown. Like it it was, it was (laughs) seriously like, that is it. Like it it was just one of those shows. Like I, I, I like community or earlier stuff of community. And I liked all that. And I was like, and, one of my favorite shows of all time is, of course, the Futurama and the Simpsons, and this yes. felt like a more adult version of those, like with like you know, Adult Swim hour stuff, like sort of comedy and everything like that. So I was like, I'm I'm on board with this. This this is what drew me in because I was like, I'm on board with everything this is. It's a great sci-fi comedy show that's obviously straight up just parroting every type of sci-fi that you normally is supposed to be quote unquote taken seriously. And it was just great. Cause I, I, I love, I, I love like, you know, star Wars and all those straight, you know, sci-fi shows, but I love parody parodies or just making fun of the logical, just weird stuff in it. And this show just bangs that over the head constantly. The reference to like, um, uh, inception, in, in that to, to where Rick was going on to Morty in that episode about like how it's not that high of a concept thing. And then the rest of the episode was them basically doing inception just to get <laughs> right. Morty better grade so that he could go off and do adventures. Right. Right. Or, or like scary Terry. Yes. The legally uh, 80s legally safe knockoff. Yes. Where he has knives instead of, uh, or, uh, swords instead of knives. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. Like, like the, you, you got what they were referencing. Like the anatomy park, of course, is Jurassic park and everything. So it, it was really cool to keep on having these moments where it's like, you, you understand what pop culture they're referencing, even though they're like, we're doing this quote unquote, legally safe knockoff so we can get away with it. And then they of course had their own stuff, which I thought was amazing too. 
the um, interdimensional cable, mm-hmm. the of course the one with the parasites, which is a is a card game too now, which is actually pretty fun to play. Yeah, yeah, total recall. Yeah, yeah, uh, the total recall one. Um, yeah, I mean everything they've done that is, and then of course look, look who's purging now. Even though that's a direct reference to the purge, I really <laughs> enjoyed that episode because it they I think they even made a joke in that episode about how like they had kind of gone off from the from the main story that was happening to do that episode. Uh, like, cause that, 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 that was where they actually had a continuing plot and that just kind of weirdly was just in there before the final episode. Uh, I, uh, so we're, we're not, we're not there in the season two rewatches yeah. yet, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't, the, the only, the only joke I remember from that, not the only joke I remember from that episode, <laughs> but the main joke I remember from that episode is when Morty's listening to the old man at the lighthouse, telling him the story, reading him his script. And, and then, you know, after it's, all been down pushes him down the uh pushing down the stairs it's like remember what happened three weeks or whatever the three weeks weeks earlier joke (laughs) yeah geez man i don't know how to speak right now (laughs) but what what about we flashed to three weeks three weeks earlier when when you were alive it was something along yeah it was something along that line yeah we'll go we'll go with that one yeah (laughs) um actually this was very funny because i was watching the um i've been watching you know episodes just to refresh because i'm like there's a few of them i haven't watched in a while and it was funny because i was watching um morty's mind blowers and i was like you know taking like little notes and everything i'm like i remember you know if i want to make a reference it's this or that and one of them was the part at the end where i was like where where some remains that made the joke about oh you know this, this is why you guys are always behind and everything and i'm like oh yeah that 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 wasn't in the original script or something. I'm like, I gotta make sure to bring that up, and it dawned on me. I'm like, wait, I got that from your show, from the <laughs> from from the interview you guys did with one of the writers that they said that the that, that joke wasn't in the original script. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably Brian Newton. Yep, Brian Newton, the, the director from it. Yeah. Yep, and I and it's just stuff like that that even the writers are like meta with their stuff too, and that there's people working on it to the extent where even the writers can watch something or the writers or the directors watch their own show and still get a kick out of something that wasn't originally in it. Cause there's still people adding and messing with it. I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it's super interesting to me. Just, we, we think of the, this show really any show as like, Oh, it's that's uh, uh, Vince Gilligan. He mm-hmm. did breaking bad. It's, it's, it's his show or, uh, or Rick and Morty. It's Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Of course it's their show. And, and I think we sometimes, uh, aren't don't no, not necessarily forget but don't consider like how many people how many hands are in the the, the show pot and, and so like yeah that line that that uh from from the end of morty's mind blowers like me seeks in the back of blips and chits mm-hmm. uh for morty night run like that that's like that's an artist thing an artist decided you know i'm gonna put this in the background and not <laughs> and just kind of a, an easter egg yeah uh, or 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 even in morty's mind blowers again when they're uh morty's in like the kind of collector's vault mm-hmm. and there's just like a bunch of different aliens uh in in the other ones like it, artists are doing their own thing uh but i mean that's that's part of what makes any kind of medium so great is just how much work and, and heart gets put into it so I, like I said, I'm not trying to take too much away from your show because I know you guys have discussed it a lot. But what is one of your favorite episodes, or I guess favorite moments or jokes? 
Okay. Well, if I mean, if we're going with favorite episodes, I always end up going with uh, Rick's two minutes. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, we're, we we could keep going back to it, but that's that's what got me into the show. And yeah. and even though even though I don't recommend it generally for the someone just coming into Rick and Morty, you know, like the the introductory episode. Uh, I don't I don't say Rick's two minutes, but that's my personal favorite. Uh, it's just it just the improv and like a bunch of ideas getting thrown on paper and forcing the animators to like uh, to to draw to Justin Roiland going off script and just making up this these zany ideas is is really funny um and then if other than that I would say Tales from the Citadel is the greatest 22 to 25 minutes of the show as far as just a, a piece of art almost it's the most uh film filmic not <laughs> stupid word uh it's it's the it's the closest you get to prestige uh tv in that animation on adult swim i think uh it's just it's just such a good episode and it really should have been the, the season finale in my mind i to be honest that 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 was one i just watched just got finished watching before we got mm-hmm. on and started discussing stuff. And that one um, was one that I – here's the sad thing. I missed the beginning of that episode the first time I watched it. So I was uh. super confused the entire episode. <laughs> like I was enjoying it, but I'm sitting there the whole time like I don't get what's going on. It's, are, is, is Morty and Rick undercover at the Citadel? Like I missed like the first few minutes explaining that they were going on an adventure to Atlantis. Yeah. So I had this mix up. Yeah. So I had a. Oh wait, I'm I'm saying the wrong one, aren't I? No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sorry. Sorry. There's like different names for certain episodes. No, but that that one was just one that I like. I said I missed the initial beginning of it. So then when the end came, I was like, I'm really confused. So I went back and watched me. I'm like, okay, this makes sense now. But yeah, it, it completely like confused me to no end watching it because I, I was like i'm really enjoying this but i don't get like <laughs> where's our rick and morty are they you know undercover what's going on here so yeah, it, it it made it a very weird episode for me but in the end i i, I enjoyed it still it, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you say you know i want to i want a pepsi and then they then they bring you a drink mm-hmm. and then you take a sip of it completely expecting pepsi and it turns out to be just milk. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, oh, I don't know what, what, oh, what, what? is this? <laughs> How did I confuse this so badly? <laughs> oh, get it out of my mouth. Get it out of my Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can, I can see without context. Yeah. Why, I, it's why like, it, it's good, but I wasn't expecting this, or I'm, I'm not, I'm confused on what's going on. Help. <laughs> uh, what, what are, uh, I, what other episodes do you, th- do are are like in your top, um, top five? The once I got the hang of what was going on, the the conclu- the conclusion, of course, to the um to the Rick Lannis mix up one with with that whole conclusion of bringing back you know the evil morning and everything like that was really yeah. cool. Like like once I figured out what was going on, that that was good. Um, the interdimensional cables slash Morty's mind blowers are always fun. Just because just I feel like they're getting more self-referential as we go on. <laughs> yeah. But I think... 
I think Total Recall is is yeah. up there too for me. Sleep, Sleepy Gary, yeah, always always makes me happy. It, it's it's just because it just kept going, and then the Mister Poopy Butthole thing to find out that he was real, and they <laughs> seed that actually really well in there. That you can put it together once you find like once you once you find out that they you can only associate them with good memories, and then you remember at the beginning that had a flashback to them being stuck in the elevator and they were all miserable. It's like, no, that was actually a bad memory. So yeah, they, they, yep. they, they seated that in there, but I, I didn't catch it on the first watch. The one that she shot him and he actually was bleeding. I was like, what the crap is this? <laughs> and also I like uh, the touch of them putting him in the credits. I mean, in the opening credits and everything too. Yeah. 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 I, that, they, they did that up so well. Like you, like you said to, to, to twist the audience expectations to say, oh, he, he's never been in the credits before. And so he clearly is one of the parasites. Yep. But even, even when you're like going back to the credits, all those, all the scenes in the credits are bad memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So of course he's real. Um, another thing I want to ask you, cause I feel like you probably have a better finger on the pulse of this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, of course, internet rumors and internet speculation I guess what is one of your favorite or one of the most convincing rumors you've heard about? Because haven't they hinted that there is a bigger story going on in the background, or that there is an overarching plot? You just if you you have to put it together, basically. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, on, honestly, Travis and I we we we, t- we go back and forth on this, uh, and you know he and I were both huge fans of lost. And so we did a lot of theory crafting back in the lost days. And, and he and I discuss Rick and Morty and whether or not like theory crafting is something we should do for Rick and Morty. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to do. And we get, even we get caught up in it sometimes, but you know, I I don't necessarily think that Rick and Morty is a, is a theory crafting esque show. It's, it's serialized to a certain extent, Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we, we've we've seen the serialization of the series through for these characters throughout, you know, season one, two, and three, uh, and we've seen at the end of season three kind of a, a return to norm for for uh, Rick being the outcast and Jerry being the the patriarch of the family again. But I I don't I don't know if there's a a an overarching kind of grand scale idea of what's going on in this universe other than hey i'm a writer and i think this would be funny as a joke and we should we should throw this in there because uh, because what i what i think for for me it's it's really easy to take something that a character says or or something that happens and be like oh this this means something this yeah. has to mean something that because it it's um it conflicts with something that was said in episode two of season two. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have to realize sometimes a joke is a joke and maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't read too much into it. Let's just go watch TV. I say to myself, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, is, is it, is it a good thing to have a grand plan or, or to, to write by the seat of our pants? I mean, what do you, what do you think? I think that it would be cool if it was sort of revealed later that there was an overarching plot. Not to reference, keep referencing back to it, but Futurama 
did see a lot of their stuff to where year like seasons later they revealed that you know Nibbler was there when Fry was frozen, and if you watch the first episode of the first season, you do see Nibbler's shadow and everything in yeah. there. So that's a cool callback, but it's something that didn't you know rewrite everything and dis- it's like oh my gosh, but I I just can't see Rick and Morty do. I, I, as much as I want to read into it, I feel like it's gotten too meta, if that makes any sense. Like, the writers and everyone involved are onto that the internet's watching everything like a hawk. So it's yeah. kind of one of those things where if they're doing something, they're doing it really, really sub in the background. Because there was the one episode where they where Rick was like, oh, I'm going to go get pizza. And he does the portal gun, steps out, steps back in with pizza, and then makes sure to point out, I didn't time travel, by the way. This was just sitting on the counter, and I grabbed it. Time travel stuff. Yes, because yes, exactly, and I, I like that about it. But it's one of those things where they said they're never going to mess with time travel, and they made sure to have Rick point out 110% that that was not done. So I feel like they're they're on to to the fans. So if they, they, if they are doing something, I feel it's really going to be done super weirdly and probably everyone's not going to be a fan of it maybe in the end. Yeah. Because they, uh, they, they're not going to be able to properly set it up, I don't think. Yeah, in, in I don't know if it was, it was Harmon who said this, but I know a showrunner uh, came out and it was just talking about the the Reddit, Redditizing of, mm-hmm. of television where you can go to a subreddit for any any show, Rick and Morty, Westworld, Game of Thrones, and somebody out there has said has gotten has gotten the theory right. <laughs> and like, okay, well the fans the fans are smarter than us. I know like midway through Westworld, I don't know if you've watched it. I have. Uh, like midway through the season, I you know, I don't mind spoilers that much and I like we, theory crafting. We we we've already discussed it on, on Zingness, so don't worry. Oh, okay, okay. Well I, I mean yeah. Uh, just somebody on Reddit, they, they had, they had pretty much figured everything out that the man in black was, um, that, that one dude from it's always sunny. Yeah. Like, like within like just three episodes, they're like, ah, that's a man in black. Duh. That's um, impressive. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so I think that, uh, to have a grand arcing kind of plot, you have, you, you run the risk of somebody figuring it out really, really early on. And then, do you want to change it because they figured it out, or do you just keep keep with it, and and keep working towards your vision? I suppose. Yeah, but I feel like Westworld, like they they wanted people to piece it together too. Like they they dropped so much stuff that I think like because I, I remember when I was watching it on its you know when it was originally coming out, I was like, I know that there's multiple timelines. There has to be multiple timelines. And I narrowed it down to, like, I was like, it, there's at least four. And I think in the end, there's technically three. If I remember, I, I might be quoting, I might be misquoting that completely wrong, but I think there's supposed to be three timelines that, that you're seeing all. Yeah, during, I, I th- yeah, there, you, there is. Because yeah. there's Bernard, oh my gosh, I haven't watched Worst World in a while, so I'm forgetting names. <laughs> we got to uh, get ready. It comes out again. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting names. There's Bernard and her when he's actually human. There's yep. the present day stuff, and then there's the other. St- yeah, there, there's there's three going on if I remember. Although who knows in the new season that might all be one again. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who 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 knows? It should. I mean, it should it should be interesting. I think I think once you find out, just based on how shows are are put together, 
mm-hmm. the the economy of character. Once you figure out that there's time travel involved, where where you have this idea in your head, oh, there there are split timelines. There's multiple timelines. Then you, if there's a mystery about a character, in this case, the man in black, yeah. then you you just be like, well, somebody has to be him. <laughs> yeah, we know who he is. Somebody has to be him. So it has to be a. Uh, uh, Doyle or <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah they're they're the other timeline because there's 25 years in the past there's 20 years in the past and then there's the present yes yeah, yeah. if i'm get, i'm probably not getting the years right but yeah there that's that those are the three timelines oh. but with the show like rick and morty the problem with that is you have multiple dimensions and they sometimes reference which one we're following but there's always that is it always c137 or right. is it a different Rick and Morty one time? Yeah, for some of and them? Uh, I think in the the season three finale, uh, when when they when they go to the cabin and Rick is basically says, "I I know you I know what you guys are going to do before you do it because you everyone you're doing this in every single timeline yeah. essentially every single universe like it all it all comes back to the." the you know, if you're alive, you're basically doing the same thing in, in every reality. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a way to kind of get around the, um, paradox of, uh, multiple timelines or yeah. multiple universes. I know in, in one of the Rick and Morty comics, there's a really good final page splash of Morty. He's sitting on a couch playing a video game and it keeps like splitting up into like, it looks like a, like a, centralized hierarchy kind of flow chart yeah. it keeps going it keeps splitting 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 and there's different versions of morty uh like a rabbit morty a hammerhead morty and they're all doing the same exact thing they're sitting on the couch playing a video game so uh, so in the end they all ended up there too yeah exactly right yeah i i mean like i said i i think the showrunners just want to make a good show and i i think we as fans read into stuff too much which is good and bad but i I, I know that the writers are definitely on to a lot of stuff that we're 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 coming up with, so who knows what will happen next. Um kinda wanted to quickly talk about cultural and I don't know if you had anything else before I moved on. No, man, this uh, you know, I'm 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 here. Okay. I'm here for you, dude. Cool. I, I all right. Cultural all impact. Six hours of it. <laughs> yes, we're 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 going buckle up, kids. <laughs> I know it probably says like an hour and 20 minutes on your thing, but trust me, it's wrong. It's it's wrong because you, you slowed it down to uh, <laughs> negative or uh, two speed. Yeah. Two speed. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Yeah. Cultural impact this has had. I think it's undeniable considering, and I... I'm, I'm saying this because it's probably the last time I'm going to eat fast food in a while. I did go, and this is the, I, I don't eat at McDonald's that often, if yeah. ever. But I have gone there and gotten Szechuan sauce. So the fact that that exists again is solely because of this show. And that is, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those weird moments that, like, if, like, two years ago you, you had told me, oh, by the way, Rick and Morty's going to cause, um, mcdonald's to bring back one of their old sauces because rick set rick talks about an episode i would have been like okay whatever (laughs) and it's just amazing how much cultural impact this has had with you know catchphrases the sauce the fact that there is just all this blown up over uh, uh, around 30-ish episodes of a tv series Mm -hmm. 
So I, I, just, I just didn't know like what, what stood out to you as a cultural impact this has had. Well, I mean, I think you, I think you nailed it. Like the, the fact that a, a cartoon that's not in prime time, that's, that's up, that's on past everyone's bedtime, uh, <laughs> is, is, is shaping the way a major corporation is, is trying to do business. And, and a major business, uh, major corporation messing up and screwing up so badly that they put out a podcast about it. Um, I, I'm not sure if you listen to the sauce. I have not. No. They're, so okay. All right. Here. Ah, uh, you're you're getting me. You're getting me. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a cynical person by nature, and I'm not a oh, negative no. person by nature. Oh god. But, man. Ah, uh, I hate McDonald's. Even though I love their McNuggets. Uh, but <laughs> they. Like so, the whole debacle, right? We we talk about we talk about the culture of, of Rick and Morty and, and it, it, it booming. McDonald's they they came out and they had a good idea, uh, and it it was like oh you know what let's uh, we we're, we're coming out with a new uh, chicken nugget, uh, chicken tender, crispy chicken tender. Let's go ahead and market a sauce and hey, uh, what better? This is a good opportunity to, to bring back the Szechuan sauce, uh, and it was a good idea in theory, but. Uh, they what they did was they didn't make enough and they didn't uh, ship enough, and so then fans who they McDonald's went out of the way to get fans excited like hey the sauce is back everybody hey Woo-hoo! and then they ship maybe like eighteen packets to stores here there and everywhere, and then not enough some stores didn't get any yeah that and so there's this huge debacle and you most people have seen on news riots or. Uh, the, Someone the one... jumping on the counter saying, "Where's yeah. my sauce?" Yeah. Uh, which, in a side, I mean, I know it's cringy, but it's still kind of funny to me. It, like, it, I feel it's one of those things. I don't want to laugh at this, <laughs> but this is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the, those employees, but I'm like, I know what he's doing. He's he's not being serious. I mean, it's, it's obnoxious, but that's <laughs> funny to me. Anyway, so so McDonald's they they messed up. And uh, they're like, we messed up. We're sorry. Wubba lubba dub dub. Uh, we'll we'll come back. We'll make things better. So when they came back out with the sauce, this last was it? It was like it was uh, middle last month. Yeah, it was recently. They, it, yeah, they they came out with a a, a three part investigative podcast, uh, which was just called the sauce, and it was about the sauce and the what we did wrong and how we're trying to make it better. And it was, it was a little bit embarrassing to me because it was funded by McDonald's for an investigative series about how they didn't, Oh, we didn't know there was going to be so much hype. Uh, they don't mention Rick and Morty by name once. They don't mention Justin Roiland or Dan Harmon's name at all. And they refer to it as just a really popular late night, animated series <laughs> um, so they, I hate McDonald's now did I go try the sauce as a fan of Rick and Morty I had to and and that makes me a little bit more off to be honest with you I'm like they're banking on me there's they were banking on me and they got my 350 no here's Bye. the funny thing I I don't like <laughs> McDonald's um I, I'm I, I try not to do fast food too often. And McDonald's is like my last resort if I ever do eat it because I watch Super Size Me. And if you ever want a reason to not eat fast food for a month or two, 
watch supersize me it it completely as soon as i watched it, i was like i'm done i i can't like eat fast food yeah, so yeah, yeah. so that is but like i said i very rarely eat mcdonald's but they they had this and i found out that it was back like it was one day right right before i was going to work and i was like oh crap because i was like i want to get it beforehand and there's a few mcdonald's in the town i live in so i drive up to the one pulling through the through the drive-thru and I, i'm like hey do you guys got the szechuan sauce and the woman's like the what and i'm like szechuan sauce she goes we got honey barbecue we got um <laughs> this we got honey like she, she was going through i'm like do you have szechuan sauce yes or no and she goes no and i'm like thank you drive out of that one go to the <laughs> other one like that's that's not super far away go through the drive-thru again someone was like why don't you just go inside i'm like i don't feel like getting out of my car for this so I pull up to the yeah. drive-thru, and I stop, and, and they're like, uh, and I was like, do you have Szechuan sauce? And they went, yes, we do. And I'm like, I'll take that and however many nuggets you can give me for, like, the cheapest amount. And it was great, because when I went up to the window, the woman handed me the bag and went, here's your Szechuan sauce with a side of nuggets. <laughs> and I'm not joking. There was a literal, like, handful of sauces in there. Yeah, like there, there, yeah. there was at least six or seven, and I think I got a five-piece nugget. So I was over the moon <laughs> to finally get it. But I, okay, in all honesty, this 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 is a safe space, everyone. So no, 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 no hate anyone. What was your impression of the sauce? I'm not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I, when I was a kid, I would have a bag of Skittles on me or gummy savers at all times. I love I love sweet things. Mm-hmm. I'm not that way anymore, and it just—it—it's like a really, really poor person's um, uh, teriyaki sauce. I'm not 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 the little poor people. It's (laughs) it's it's just a very very cheap (laughs) teriyaki sauce. It would be good on us grilled salmon, maybe. Actually, that's a good idea. I might try that. Um, (laughs) No, my my thing with it is this is one of those things that it 100% was was the the fan push from Rick and Morty that got this back. It's the same reason you don't have the oh my gosh I can't believe I'm still promoting McDonald's the Shamrock Shake year around or the <laughs> or um the McRib the, don't 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 get me started on that um <laughs> or the like um oh my gosh I'm blanking um October uh, pumpkin spice okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that if that's around year year round at places it probably wouldn't be a big deal like it would just be a whatever thing. It's the fact that it's brought back randomly or during certain times that get everyone hooked on it. It's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I feel like this sauce, if it had stayed around as a sauce, it would just be just another sauce. It's the fact that it has so much push. And I I, I, I like it. It's not my favorite sauce. It's kind of the enjoyment of, <laughs> this got brought back because of a TV show is why I'm enjoying it. It just yeah. tastes like soy sauce that got mis- mixed with every seasoning they could find, sort of thing. Right, right. Like, like how I make dinner usually. I'm like, yeah. ah, what's what's in the cabinet? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this, this this is a little sweet. Well, let me add some more salt to it. Oh, now it's too salty. Let me let me add that. It's kind of like it's it's good. It's just I don't think it would have the oomph it had if it wasn't for Rick and Morty pushing for it, and if it was around. More often, I don't think it would be something everyone would be freaking out and jumping on counters about. Right, right. It's it's like the Cadbury egg or yeah, eggnog yeah. of the, yeah, of the it, world. It's, it's one of those things that if they were around year-round, <laughs> nobody would buy them ever. But since they're seasonal, 
got to get it. So, I mean, right right now, it seems to be a fixture of McDonald's for the time being. Although, although Cadbury, they're they're trying to they're trying to sneak their way into Halloween. They got their Halloween Cadbury eggs. Like, come on, Cadbury. I I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Stay in your season. Say there's easy, yeah. Uh, we uh, tra- Travis and I about the whole Szechuan stuff. Like we we listen to the the three part uh, podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, hey, go go listen to it. Anybody listening out there, and and tell <laughs> tell us what you think. Uh, but yeah, we we released an entire entirely separate episode specifically talking about like the sauce and the impact it's had. And he and I are both really critical of it because. <laughs> McDonald's took a fan base. They co-opted a fan base, uh, and and you know, we, sure the, the fan base had a little bit of a reputation, especially in season three, with a was kind of known as a toxic fan base. And then the McDonald's no. thing came out. <laughs> McDonald's thing came out, and then like McDonald's exacerbated that that uh, public perception of of the fans, and and so for Travis and I, we were both hypercritical of them for that because i mean now we have we have a long way to go to not seem like a bunch of entitled little sh- uh craps <laughs> I, was about, I was about to cuss i didn't do it. i i'm right there with you because it is funny when someone when i'm like oh yeah i really like rick and morty i get this weird look now from some people yeah yeah to where it's like oh and it's like no i i, I didn't freak out at mcdonald's <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I when I when I got my first batch of uh, Szechuan sauce, I went through the drive-through, and the guy was like, "Yeah, we can only give out two. Uh, you know, we don't want there to be riots." I had a I had a <laughs> manager up in Missouri. Oh, they were they were rioting outside. They had to call the police up there. These fans are just crazy. They don't know what they're they're just, they're jerks. I'm like. Uh, yeah, I, I, hate the, I hate the fans too, guy. Tell tell me you you were wearing one of your guys's t-shirts too. <laughs> nah, no. You no. slowly close your jacket. <laughs> yeah, um, like just pull it pull it closed. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're crazy, all right. I I hate Rick and Morty. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure the person I got through the drive-through knew exactly what I was doing and why I was there. That's. I said yeah. that's why I like to think I got that handful, but but no, I please, mean, please don't come back. Go, go. <laughs> She's like just throwing them at, like throwing them. Go, get up, go. I, I just, it was just so funny. The first one I went to, to where the person like had no clue what I was talking about, was just, just, just made getting a handful from the next person the all the more sweeter. <laughs> yes, and and now now I have just a like three in in the uh, hanging on my desk here, just so I can. Not I'm not gonna tr- not gonna try them, but I'm like, it was part of my history with Rick and Morty, so I guess I should embrace that. I'm just wondering if they're gonna try to do something else. If when I'm gonna say when they come back, not if, but when they come back, I wonder if they're gonna do something else crazy to where he's gonna claim like. <laughs> I was about to say Pogs, but I do remember that there is an episode where Morty does talk about Pogs. Yeah, his pog, pog collection. Yeah, I, cause I, I was like sitting there and I'm like, what's something obscure that would be like, would be rush, could be rushed back? I'm like, Paw, never mind. Rick, I mean, Morty already talked about it in the episode. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, I think Dan Harmon talked about just Justin Roiland's kind of consumerism in, in action. There's there's the episode of in, in Total Recall where 
uh, where Rick comes in and he's talking about the oh, Nintendo the, 3DS. Yeah. The, the Legend of Zelda 3DSs and that they need to buy them because they're going to make money hand over fist with them or... Right. It, it's just, right. and and that's and that's a great Rick moment of him. Rick is supposed to be the smartest like person ever, but yet he gets caught up in like consumerism or just stupid stuff far too often. I feel sometimes, but it's it's I it, it's always played great. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, For, sorry, to, go to, ahead. To, to, oh, I was just gonna say like to kind of to kind of dumb himself down and make him one of us for for just a minute i uh, make makes him a little bit more relatable i think i feel like once again going back to the morty's mind blowers where you where you watch all the things of like you find out some of them are rick erasing stupid stuff he's done was just one of the <laughs> greatest jokes ever like like when it first happened because i'm like oh my gosh this is the this is so funny that he's been erasing morty's memory to erase just when he does just randomly stupid stuff like the take take things for granted 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 yeah. did you did you say to take things for granite? <laughs> yeah take things for granted yeah. there's a d on the end <laughs> that uh, and then there's the he beats them in checkers and he like wrecks while um skiing or something there it was it was just so great to to be like oh my gosh he's erasing morty's memory of just stupid stuff so that that was another one that I loved. Yeah. On there. Uh, yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Um, yeah, all all the, all those kind of improv episodes are are so good. And, and just again, we we think of Jerry as kind mm-hmm. of the the butt of all these all these jokes and the the only one who really makes significant mistakes throughout yeah. the the se- uh, series. Uh, so in Maury's mind blowers, when we start seeing all these mistakes that Rick's making, you're like. Yeah, see, Rick, you're not—you're not all that high and mighty, and and, and so it, to me, like Jerry's mind blowers uh, in the the post. Oh yeah, <laughs> like are 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 those all more mistakes that Rick's made, but where Jerry comes out on top? Uh, I just I saw how it's a VHS tape and everything too. <laughs> it's like the most dumbest technology. I mean, the most obscure technology possible too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. We 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 love you. We love you. I I kind of like how the series is now back to square one with with all that too. Like they they did an entire season of him being gone, or sort of like you know Jerry being divorced from the family to only have him somehow find his way back. Which I, I really enjoyed that about the overarching in season three. But yeah. That, just did, just personally. Did you uh did did you did you appreciate the the even though, even though Jerry's presence was was there, it was kind of felt not maybe not always directly. Yeah. Did uh did you appreciate that, that kind of that separation from the status quo? I mean, like Jerry's not actually part of this family right now. I liked it, but it was one of those things where I was like, "Is this gonna stay like this?" Because normally on most you know cartoon shows, especially everything resets. And it right, was like, like, is this just a one week thing? Is this a one season thing? Is this going to be an ongoing thing to where they're going to keep them divided? And it's going to be, we're going to see how they handle this, or are they going to come back together? So it, it I, I kind of like the, the change up, and I also liked how, like, apparently the universe just hates Jerry at times with the whole the wind blowing, going loser, <laughs> yeah. and then the, and then the wolf randomly, like 
not attacking him, but confronting him, and then he has to give up his paycheck, even yeah. though he has a bag of chips. I, is, it, is this feeding you? Is, it, <laughs> is this what you want? You want my unemployment check? But but, but these are <laughs> chips, and they have sustenance. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Jerry sometimes, man. Uh, he's in, in any other show, I've said this before, in, in any other show like a normal sitcom, he would be kind of the the main character. He would be like the main dad. Mm-hmm. He'd be the Kevin James of King of Queens. Like yeah. he's just the the dopey dad. Uh but because Rick is there to just emphasize how stupid he is, um he gets relegated to somebody who we and the fans actively dislike, right? I I don't hate Jerry that it's one of those things to where I do feel bad for him too. I mean, I love Rick and I love Morty, but I'm like Jerry's up there because it's just he's this guy that just is seriously happy by playing balloon pop, and and it's just it's just so funny how just he's also loves the Titanic and they've and they've given him his little storylines every now and then. Oh, and one of the other funny there 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 was another really funny joke that I just thought was. Just the du- it was the dumbest yet I think most sincere joke ever was where they went to go to Cold Stone, and they got ice cream, and Beth points out that they'll they'll dance no matter how much you put in the jar. <laughs> where where he's I think it was like two hundred dollars or something they they point out that he put in the jar but she's like yeah they'll they'll dance for whatever amount you put in there you don't have to keep doing it, even though <laughs> in the end that did help him but I just thought that was a nice little dig at him right there. Of, He's yeah. they're 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 kind of having a moment, but he's still an idiot. Yes, yes, and and, and even in moments of victory, he's uh, somehow defeated. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the 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 biggest victory he has is in Rick Potion number nine, where with a, with a Cronenberg world. Yeah, uh, where 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 he goes and he uh, saves Beth, and he's like. Uh, this is Mr. Crowbar. Or something to, to I'm Mr. That. Crowbar, and this is my friend, oh, yeah. Mr. Crowbar. That doesn't make any sense. You're that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even though he's like he's a badass, he's still he's still kind of dumb. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those th- like like he he is the quintessential lovable idiot. Sometimes that it's just like he's so you're supposed to hate him, but you just kind of sit there and you're like, aw, I want to root for him now. Yeah, come on, come on. I want you to be happy, Jerry. And he and he ends up happy in the end, where they're all laughing at Rick. At the end <laughs> <of> season three. <laughs> uh, what what are you what are you looking forward to most out of season four? I, I know I know we've got a long ways to go, but I'm just I'm wondering. Uh, you know, is there is there any storyline or any character development you're most wanting to see out of that? Well, we have the evil Morty thing that's going to loom and I'm wondering if they're going to pick up on that or not. I think if they get um renewed for like two seasons, like they get confirmed for like a fifth season, then I'm hoping that that doesn't that barely gets touched on in season 4. Like mm-hmm. they you have an entire season of you think they're going to go to it and it never does. I think that would be a great thing for the series to do to like just kind of make you sit on this whole storyline that they think's going on. Um, I, the interdimensional cable stuff, I'd love to see again. 
but I kind of feel like they need to keep doing these weird anthology clip shows that either have nothing to do with anything or just completely out there because I never would have thought Morty's Mind Blowers would have been as good as it was until I saw it. And Interdimensional Cable is just priceless to me. Yeah. So that I, I'd like to see another one of those pop up. But like I said, hopefully a completely different context of how it's happening. Right, right. Not not just a uh, like when International Art, uh, Cable Two came out. Yeah. Uh, pressing pressing your luck, I think, or yeah. whatever, the, whatever the subtitle is. Uh, do you, I, I think Ryan Ridley said that they uh, a lot, it's not a lot of people's favorite episode, uh, just because they're like, how can we how can we bring this this concept back just to do another one of these types of types of episodes? Um, so yeah, I, I hope. I hope that they do another Morty's Mind Blowers in the sense that they do something completely different, but within that same kind of vein of uh, loose improv- improvisational yeah. feel. And it's Tempting Fate, Interdimensional Cable 2, Tempting, tempting Fate. Tempting Fate, yeah. There it is. Um, they could easily go to different, like have them teleport through or just show different Ricks and Mortys through like the different dimensions and everything, just what's going Like there, there's one moment where like one thing happens and then you see like twenty different versions of how like each of them handled that situation. Would be oh, a cool yeah. way to like 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 to where like you, you see like the one Rick, like they, they get I'm I'm just gonna say this as like an example. Like they're stuck in traffic or something, like like they're somehow stuck somewhere and our Rick and Morty just do nothing the entire time and just being stuck there and then the other ones like have an adventure and it's just like quick little blurbs of them like doing all these different things like they get attacked or something like 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 something to where like these outlandish things happen to all the different ones as sort of a way to do it yeah i i, I think that's a, that's a pretty awesome idea actually i should be uh, a writer you, you, you should yeah yeah hey, uh, if anyone's you, listening let's, let's get you a job yeah uh, and, and then and then and then what you could do is 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 have it you know there like there's a there's a division point where they're all doing the same thing at some point mm-hmm. and then they're all they're all reacting different so that it splinters out and then by the end of the episode you see how it all resolves to end up to the same conclusion actually that that would uh, you know what they've already kind of done that the um the is it is it moryland run is the episode the one where they go to blitz and ships Blips and oh, um, Morty Night Run. That's a, I just actually gave the exact premise for that episode, but you would see what everyone else did. Because remember when at the beginning they dropped Jerry off, and at the end they're all there picking him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that would essentially be, like, you would see what happens to all of them, technically. Like, in, like, short, like, one-minute burst. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's a, I think that's a similar concept, yeah. except... Like you're not in that episode. We're only exploring one Rick and Morty. So if you take that episode and you're exploring all of those Jerry's Rick and Morty's, Mm -hmm. then, then I think that's where that kind of uh, idea that you had ties in with that episode more. Where at the end of the day, they're all like, Oh, Hey, Hey Rick. Hey Rick. Hey Rick. Hey Rick. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, another thing, and that does have one of my favorite, I was going to ask who was one of your favorite one-off characters, but I have to ask you, of course, what, what you, where you think it's going. One of my favorite one-off characters has to be Crumbopulous Michael, just because of the, <laughs> oh boy, here I go, killing again. 
Because I cannot tell you how many times I've been playing a shooter game online or one of the online games where you're where you're in like a group with other people. When yeah. the match starts, I'll just yell that as we're running out. <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. Here, here I go killing again. I I I didn't realize that uh, Chronopolis Michael would was going to be such a huge kind of character for in the in the fans' eyes. I, I thought he I thought he was fun, uh, but I you know I. I think maybe like same thing with Meeseeks for a while. I didn't know that Meeseeks would be such an iconic character the it's, first time I, I watched him. It's really is just random though too. I feel, I feel like there's some people that they set up and nothing happens with them. And there's other ones that just, they completely take on a life of their own, even if they're there for like less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Poopy butthole. I mean, we knew, yeah, I mean, just yeah, the that, name alone. Yeah. He was, he was going to be there forever. Uh, so, uh, uh, I mean, I, I might have just answered the question. I really like, I like, really like Mr. Poop Butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ansemize Johnson. I, I've said his name like 600 times yeah. in this episode already. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's way up there. Um, and, yeah, I, I like the name Pencil Vester. That's, <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> you you can't kill my name's Pencil Vester. <laughs> <laughs> hey Rick. <laughs> uh oh, uh slippery slippily slippery stare from uh the oh, when, when they go on an adventure. Yeah, the the um the slug thing that takes them up and down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird one. Um but uh, where do you think the series is going to go? Or what 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 are you looking forward to in 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 the new season, whenever it may come. Yeah. Uh, so number one, it, there being a season. That's that's. A, that's number, <laughs> oh that's my bad, I messed up mine then. <laughs> that's uh, that's a that's a. I'll there. There's enough for everyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, you we we mentioned uh, Evil Morty, in you know the first time we saw him was in something Rick at this way comes I think. Oh, no no double- no. no. No, I'll double check that, it real quick. Yeah, that's it's it's not that episode. That's um, uh, that's the one where he's messing with Mister Needful. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, uh, dimension is the Rick kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was season one episode, and so we didn't see anything again from Evil Morty now President Morty uh, until season three. So in my mind, it. Like Tammy, all that whole stuff of the Federation, yeah. that came out at the end of season two, uh, with the the wedding squanchers, and and so for me, I'm expecting to see more of Tammy, more Phoenix person now. <laughs> uh, I, I would I would expect to see something from them in season four, um, but maybe that's my problem. I, maybe I shouldn't expect things, <laughs> and, yeah. and just happily surprised if it does happen. But I, I'd like to see that uh, more more uh loose improvisational episodes uh more rick and morty more action more more comedy more just just great writing <laughs> i was saying i don't know i just man i just it's so, so far so away. you'd like more one-off episodes more so than a serialized uh am no, i saying that I, right <laughs> yeah no you're you're saying it right i like i like both of them i uh, I'm good with serialization. I am. I I just I don't want 
us collectively to get too into the weeds and and, and see things um like try to beautiful mind everything or like oh this goes to this and this goes this and yeah then, uh, then Hans Zimmer plays his music and everything is is, is beautiful <laughs> uh, um yeah I, I just I just I just want the I just want the show back and I don't want to wait till uh December I, of next year. I I, th- I think that's all what what we all want. I think we're sitting here going, "Oh, I want this out of it or I want this." And in the end it's just we we just want the show back. Please. I mean, come on, man. I have I have so many episodes I still have to do <laughs> between now and then. I would take a like a 10-month hiatus. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will find something to discuss. You, you you guys have you guys discussed the I don't I'm sorry I'm trying to remember right now you guys haven't done the the board games or anything yet uh so we have not so Travis is he lives 12 hours away from me uh so we don't we don't really get a chance to do you know, uh, be able to review the games yeah uh, back and forth I, I did I did do a mini review of anatomy park the game mm-hmm. uh, well, which which I really do enjoy that board game. Uh, I, I that's that's what I recommend. Total Recall. I haven't had a chance. I have it. I haven't had a chance to play it. I've but. had a chance to play it, and it's a very much. You can be selfish, but the whole point is you're supposed to work as a team to win it. But if you're playing with people who are being a holes, it makes it difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, did you did you play the? I know they have two modes. They have like the the normal. And I did the, the normal. The, the the advance seems ridiculous. Yeah, the the advance is more. It's it's more competitive, right? Yeah. I, I never uh, tried. We we were we were reading the rules and just went no no. <laughs> Not gonna happen. We no. I do have the Munchkins version of Rick and Morty though. Yeah, so do I. And I have played that once, like, and it's I I. Yeah, people listening to this know me, me and I like love Munchkins and have way too many versions of it. I do enjoy how Munchkins has their each each of their own versions has their own like sub game to it too. And it was funny because when we were playing it, one of my friends like looks up and was looking around the room and he goes, "I'm like, what are you looking at?" And he goes, "Your computer screen is that also a TV or is it just a computer screen?" I'm like, "Computer screen." And then he played that card later to where it's like you have to do something. Because of all, how many TVs are in the room, <laughs> and because I, I was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "It's a computer yeah. monitor. It's not a TV." And he goes, "Okay, just checking." I'm like, kind of rolled my eyes. Cause I didn't even think about it. And then a few turns later, he plays that card, and I'm like, "Oh, I get it now." I got you. Like, just point to your nose, and then him. Like, I got you. I got you, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, I've. That's the only version of Munchkin I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I played Munchkin before, uh, but that's the only one that I've finally you know got the gall to actually buy. And yeah, I I think if you like one Munchkin, generally you like all Munchkin. Oh yeah, we we have a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have enough versions to put in each room of the house, and then have several to take on the go too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I I also have, I also have the like the Munchkin Tower. Uh, what, it's like a tower the, defense. The, the castle one. Yeah, castle panic. Yeah, I, I actually have that panic. one too. Um, I played castle panic, and I was actually I think I've explained this on the podcast, but who who cares? Um, I played <laughs> it at, at I was at this game store and they had it, you know, and there was a few people playing it, and I sat down and played around, and I had a lot of fun with it, 
and I was telling Ellie about it, and she's like, eh, it sounds okay. Then I saw the Munchkin version of it, and I'm like, nope, I gotta get the Munchkin version, because then she'll definitely be on board for it. And we haven't played it yet, but it's 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 sitting there waiting for its time. <laughs> it's 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 there, Soon. just Soon. staring at you. It, it is. It, it's staring <laughs> me down because it's like you want to play. <laughs> play me. Um, you did mention. I, I there's there's one more thing that I got because I'm staring at one right now. Um, you mentioned pop figures, and you mentioned that I think you did. You did you say you had a statue of Anson Anson your Anson my eyes Johnson. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a pop figure. It's uh, McFarlane toys. Ah, like they're they're like knockoff Lego, <laughs> uh, shoddy quality toys. <laughs> but uh, but do you have any of the pop figures? I I do. Yeah. Let me let me turn around and look at my. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I do. I I last my count, I have eleven Rick and Morty figurines. Well, twelve with a spaceship. Um, but yeah, I uh. I have a bunch. Uh, there's there's somebody I, I retweeted earlier, and she has pretty much all of them, like 20, 26 figurines. Dang. So, you, like, you guys have like, me beat on this one. God, like, like a few times are... over. <laughs> I mean, we have uh, a lot but, of pop but, figures. I You know, my, my thing with, with pop figures is there, there has to be – I don't even know how to, to, to tell you – explain it really but there has to be something about the figurine that mm-hmm. makes it kind of unique for me to want to spend money on it. It, it i'm odd like that me and la have a very unique collection of them so but i the i have two rick and morty ones i have squanch and i have a uh, lawyer morty oh yeah because as soon as I, because I was like, I don't know if I want to get these, want these pop figures for them or not. Because I'm gonna feel like I want to get them all. And then I saw Lawyer Morty, and I'm like, I need to get them. And if we we're sitting there, and Ellie's like, why? And I'm like, because look at him go. <laughs> Just look at, look at him go. So he yeah. sits on my desk, and every now and then I'll be, I'll say something. I'll be like, well, Lawyer Morty, look at him go. <laughs> and then she got me Squanch for um, one of the holidays recently. Ah, uh, that's aw- that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they. I need somebody to come out with, and they probably already did. They need to come out with a Rick and Morty Pog, a Slammer. Oh my gosh, yes! Because it, it, what I think we we may single handedly bring back Pogs with this podcast. <laughs> Let's episode. do it. Let's do it. That, that's our that's our plan. That was the whole reason I came on the show, so we can eventually pitch this idea for Rick and Morty Pogs. <laughs> and the sad thing is, I don't know. I saw mine recently. But I can't remember if I box them up with stuff I was keeping or throwing out. Oh no! The stress levels are high right now with that. <laughs> uh, the only the only ones I I miss that I know I had was my were my Beavis and Butthead. Slammers. Oh, I I can't remember what I had. I just remember that I had like one of the little tubes filled mm. of them, and it was like, and I had the slammers, and I had like one of the big thick slammer ones that like had some weight to it yeah bring, <laughs> those were the days i know we need to bring back pogs <laughs> uh but in the, in the meantime we'll just keep collecting these funkos yeah we'll, we'll just keep collecting pop figures that sit there and <laughs> stare at us with their dead eyes <laughs> they're dead I, lifeless eyes I'm, I'm looking at like four of them right now on my desk so it's haunting <laughs> um my uh, oh yeah my 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 favorite 
well not my favorite one the the my pride and joy like i don't i don't get those those fancy pop uh protectors yeah. for for most of them but i, I bought a, a chase variant of uh sentient arm morty morty oh a, aka armathy uh and it's it's you know the, the normal one is armathy with is kind of like the uh the black panther like with a fist in the air mm-hmm uh, and the the chase variant is he's kind of like doing a thumbs up like a bloody thumbs up and so i'm like you know what i, I spent 30 bucks on this i should probably put it in a protector yeah uh, that's my pride and joy that's my baby and i have and i have kid and... <laughs> i have kid <laughs> i have kid i was gonna say kids i was like nah, i don't i only have i only have one <laughs> uh okay I, I have i have one more thing i want to ask yeah. you before i guess we wrap this up Oh yeah. Since, since since you mentioned the the Armathy, which is of course was a play on um, Mad Max and all that stuff for that episode, what do you hope they're going to make fun of or parody next? Oh, uh, I I had I had an answer for this at some point in my life. <laughs> uh, I, w- I believe it was 2012 uh, before the show came out. I said if there's going to be a show that makes fun of stuff. I wanted to make fun of this. Uh, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing. We, we're we're talking about Westworld a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing something that has to do with. Well, they, they kind of already did that with. That's uh, that's with, that's the thing. They've already done that with some of the stuff. They just yeah. haven't like fully gone into it. Yeah, and, and, and even with Anatomy Park. That was, you know, Westworld was written by Michael Crichton, yeah. who, you know, did Jurassic Park. So, mm-hmm. so there's there's already that. The whole theme park goes awry. They've already done that. Uh, I I love time travel, and I know and I've, I've said it that I don't. They're not doing time travel yet. Plus, Futurama has done it already and done I, it so many so much better. <laughs> I love the way Futurama did it because they made it to where it is so finite that it's not something they can use constantly. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. But yeah. The them them going so far into the future that time resets. Yes. L- love that. Love that concept. Uh so yeah, I mean I don't maybe maybe more horror uh kind of riffing. I know they did it a little bit with uh yeah, uh, Jurassic or not Jurassic Park? That's Futurama. I was getting confused. <laughs> um, it, it, I, I know they did it with with Scary Terry a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I like to see some more some some more horror. Make fun of horror. What, what about you? What about you? I, I know that was that wasn't a it wasn't a good answer. I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> I, my my answer I think even worse somehow. Even though I asked the question, I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm gonna give a worse answer somehow. I would love for them to do some D and D thing, but oh, yeah. they've already done that in Community. Like, yeah. and, and I, I can probably once again, if anyone from the show's listening, here's my pitch for me being a writer. Um, <laughs> Morty can get into playing D and D. Rick laughs at him, and you know is making fun of him, and then somehow like gets angry because Morty's mocking him back. So he goes and basically creates a universe or teleports them to a universe where it is D and D even though that's been done a million times on other shows, the exact same way almost. But I, I can yeah. see that and it, it would be probably stupidly funny to have that happen to where they all kind of 
had to play in the D and D to to D and D rules for some reason. But it, what what I think Rick and Morty does really really well is kind of takes takes these ideas that yeah on the on the surface they are kind of they they have been done before, mm-hmm. but they can subvert those expectations and and make it something wholly unique in in the end. So I, you know hey there's they say there's however many stories there's like only like five real stories in the world Uh, there's nothing new under the sun it's all been done before and you're just telling it a different way now yeah i i think i think your idea would work and and i'm all behind it so let's let's get it made writers yeah uh by by the way at the end of the episode i will be giving an email you can contact me at (laughs) consider this my uh my, my resume and my pitch for being on rick and morty as a writer yes yes yep my man. My man. <laughs> well, it, it has been awesome to have you on. Um, if you want to tell people where you, they can find more from you, uh, what, what you guys are up to over there at um, Interdimensional RSS, which, by the way, um, not trying to toot your guys' horn too much here with this, phenomenal name for a Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, uh, thank, thank you. Uh, no, I, you know, I was never a, a, a wind instrument player, so no tooting <laughs> horns. Here, that's a dumb joke. Uh, yeah, so we we're on iTunes and Stitcher and every other podcast app under the sun, pretty much, except Spotify. They haven't accepted us. Hey, we're they, we're, we're right there too, so don't worry. God, come on, Spotify, get it, get with the program. Get us on there. Yeah, Zang this and International RSS, the unofficial Morning podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so we. Uh, Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, is the name of the show. We're on Twitter, me and Travis. Uh, we are at Rick and Morty Pod. Really, really simple in that way. Uh, I am at Steve the Heeb. If you want my personal one, Travis, even though he hasn't said anything for this podcast, he's been you know, very he's, silent. He's been very silent. He's just—he's not a talkative person when he's, <laughs> you know, when I when I'm in the room with him. Uh, he's at Juggle Mino, M-E-N-O, uh, and then we are. Our, we have our other show, Apathetic Enthusiasm, which is also everywhere. Uh, that's at Apathusiast. And I run on the side also a Twilight Zone podcast called Submitted for Your Approval. Uh, and we didn't talk about that at all. And that's okay. But, you know, if you're interested in that, that type of stuff. And, yeah, like, please, if, if, you, if you love Rick and Morty, here's the thing. Travis and I, we don't know everything there is about the show. And listening to us talk listening to me talk on on your show right now mm-hmm. should go to prove how how much i don't know when it comes to quotes and stuff like that like i know i know situations but <laughs> like like every, there are so many great fans out there that that love the show and we want to hear from you and we want to incorporate your opinions and we want to make we want to make rick and morty a a, a more positive fan base again yes. we want to we want to we want to change that. We want to we want to change the perception, and it starts with all the great folks out there, just like you. And we call you Unity because we're all together in this, and we also uh, take over planets. <laughs> oh, you're working on this one pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we I mean I I appreciate you having me on the show. Man. Oh no, thank 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 you. It was a true honor to have you on to get me able to talk in in depth about Rick and Morty for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if, if you if you want me to on back on uh, when when she's gone again, you you just you just let me know. <laughs> oh, I, I I will. I I've got a I've got an interesting log of of 
for, for when Ellie is out of town or unavailable to record of people I, I, I call upon. Okay. But um, right. on that, I, I got a few notes for my sh- for, for Zingness, the, the show you're listening to real quick. Um, so want to give a quick shout-out to our friend Movie Rob. He is um, doing Movies from the Hat again. He's watched way more movies than anybody ever should, but he is... He reached out to us to get some movie recommendations. And this time, instead of me just recommending a movie to him, he asked me and Ellie to recommend like a director or an actor or something like that to try to, since he's watched so many movies, instead of trying to be like, what about this one? What about this one? So my recommendation to him was Bruce Campbell. Ellie's recommendation, not should not be a big surprise, Chris Pratt. I'm not going to tell you what he picked for each of those because there will be a link in our show description to his website to see what movies he's been reviewing recently and see which ones he's going to be reviewing that we, well, from the things we recommended to him. So definitely make sure to check that out in our show notes for this week. Um, once again, thank you for being on, sir. It was a pleasure to to pull you from your Dimension C-137 onto <laughs> this show. Since, sincerely, man, I I appreciate it so much yeah, for for you giving me the the chance to spout off and ramble on for however long this has been going on. <laughs> Remember, so, six hours. We're we're going on hour seven now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh we're we're late. We're late. We gotta stop. Oh man. <laughs> um. Of course, Zingness is a part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective, so you can go to darkmyths.org and find more great podcasts on there. If you want to hear me talking Star Wars every week, you can, of course, go to Knights of Vader Podcast. You can find Zingness on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Tuned In, and, of course, if it's on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It helps us out greatly. You can find us on Facebook, um, search Zingness, Twitter, at Zingness, Instagram, at Zingness Podcast. If you want to help donate to the podcast or contribute to the podcast, we greatly appreciate that as well. That is www.patreon.com slash Zingness. I'll probably be putting um, an extra episode or a little one-on-one with me thing on there. Like I said, I would do last week. I'll probably be doing that later this week. Um, Do it. Yeah, so, so, that, so, so that'll be a recap of our last week's episode from The Seven Deadly Sins. I already said what I was going to be doing from that. Um, once again, if you want to get some t-shirts or stuff with our logo on it, you can go to www.tpublic.com slash Zingness. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger. Finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out. And once again, thank you so much. Brandon, for being on Zing This. My man. Yes.
Now I know what you're thinking. You just saw that UFO land. The occupants don't seem to be at home. And you just want to lick that thing. All the kids are doing it and it seems like the cool thing. But it isn't. Licking UFOs causes hallucinogenic yeast narcotic induced karyokinesis, otherwise known as Hynek. Symptoms include electrocution, bleeding gums, tongue rash, mouth sores, flatulence, gastrointestinal disorders, enlightenment, an understanding of why space pancakes don't have salt, flatulence, the urge to consume copious amounts of Tic Tacs and or eggs and or Mentos, the ability to speak Sasquatchese, vomit, diarrhea, an undeniable urge to sing the song Satellite by Dave Matthews Band, Satellite, oh god stop it, a sudden urge to mate with Venetian women, flatulence, the inability to stop saying, Houston we have a problem, time slips, telepathy, death, and flatulence. I know it may seem cool to lick UFOs, but is it really worth it? Don't lick the UFO, the more you know. This message paid for by the Our Strange Skies podcast.